the clinical care providers will say oh then if we don't do this how how we gauge that the woman is okay and the baby is doing okay she calls the care you want to provide is quantum care where you are not only looking at the physical attributes but you are also trying to perceive what are her needs this is the birth agni podcast the fire that brings us alive that burns myths and opens a channel of authentic natural birth stories This show debunks the many myths of the medicalized births, showcases the plethora of choices a pregnant couple can make to embark on their empowered birth journey. I'm Divya Kapoor, a certified birth and lactation counselor and an aspiring traditional birth attendant. Let's get the flames blazing high. Nurturing your birth space is all about nurturing the mother in pregnancy, empowering her in her abilities to birth. and welcome a new life into this world with tapasya kulkarni a traditional birth attendant and doula this series is called the birth better series so we have spoken in the last few episodes about what we can protect uh, you know mothers from or what they can protect themselves from to be able to have a better birth but today let's talk about how mothers can nurture themselves uh in terms of their emotional and physical health to be able to have a better birth what else they can do yeah let's begin there uh first of all birth workers do lives midwives we don't protect anybody that's not our job right i corrected myself <laughs> right after uh, i said that <laughs> uh but yes i mean we talked a lot about how media culture is creating fear around birth and then we talked about how can we create a birth space and uh, but now let's move on to how can we work through this how can we create a nice you know environment where a woman feels nurtured if you ask a woman what do you really need in your prenatal care is it the tests that you like is it the prenatal vitamins supplements that we you know prescribe that you like the weight checks and bp checks do you like all that and the answers most of the times is no i do it i get it done because i have to because that's what i've been told because that's what will keep me safe but what i really like is that someone just talking to me and listening to me what i'm feeling what i'm doing these days what are my dreams and some women will say i enjoy talking to my grandmother because she talks a lot about what are the feelings what do you feel like eating and she will prepare me that when we compare this aspect of nurturing the mother who is preparing herself to nurture a whole life that is what a prenatal care should look like these aspects it has to integrate the clinical care providers will say oh then if we don't do this how how we gauge that the woman is okay and the baby is doing okay the answer is you don't have to exclude one from each uh, other you can integrate both and also you can have the other aspect of nurturing which is telling me that i am safe with this provider i can open my my vulnerabilities in front of him or her 
creating a birth space is not a one night's work you put a nice you know candle room aromatherapy this that nice birth pool that's not the birth space we are talking about we are talking about the birth space inside and which is created all through 9 months of the pregnancy how do we begin there for a mother who has is just expecting who just figured out that i am now expecting where does she begin she begins of course with self care obviously in the first trimester i won't focus so much on her nutrition because uh, she is going to have certain difficulties eating a lot of food because the body is adapting to new pregnancy and body has its protective mechanisms which convert into she might be having lot of nausea she might be having aversion towards food and frankly baby for the first 3 months doesn't need that much food to be eaten by the mother the tiny ovum when it is fertilized and for first you know at least 48 hours it's not taking anything from outside okay so whatever the sperm has as a reserve and whatever the ovum had as a reserve the fertilized egg is multiplying on that reserve so mother as such doesn't need to you know uh, increase the amount of food that she is taking but the amount of spiritual food she should be taking yes the need goes much higher because obviously once you get the news you will be happy but at the same time anxiety little bit of fear is going to hit you that oh my god what is happening right. this is too much for my body am i going to able to you know go through all these nights am, am i sick yeah going to be sick all through yeah so uh, in the first very you know beginning of the pregnancy and in the end of pregnancy this you know mental emotional spiritual nurturing is very very important where she can say that i am happy but i am afraid and somebody has to validate it not that why are you afraid now you should be only happy 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 because you're pregnant but no you know certain yeah. emotions and because we are happy exactly yeah people sometimes around us are way more happy than we are <laughs> yes so validating validating what she's feeling is very very important and then slowly you know kindly guiding her towards how she can take better care of herself but unfortunately many doctors don't even congratulate women on pregnancy i have never seen anybody congratulate that's the first thing i do yeah, i exactly. meet a mother yeah and uh I know women should be made special. That baby for that woman is unique. She might have ten other babies, but the eleventh baby is unique. And I remember a doctor telling me um, in one of the episodes for season three we were doing with Dr. Nivedita. She told me that when she was in India uh, and she was expecting, then she used to go for her checkups, and everybody was so concerned about her, her height, her weight, everything else. But then within her pregnancy, she shifted to Australia, and there she was made to feel like, oh my God, she's somebody. She said, "I was so scared in India, but I went to Australia, and Australia, everybody was like." Wow, you look so beautiful. You're glowing, and you know, just just made to feel good in the changes within her body. And she said that was a boost. That was what made me feel so good about myself in my pregnancy. Exactly. Um, you know, my culture. My, I, I'm a Marathi, and when you get the news, first thing is, ah, shush, don't tell anybody for first three months. I mean, which is you know, okay to a certain point because you want to protect your new pregnancy from. you know energies that are coming from many sources 
but then it's like don't go out too much don't laugh too much because you might jinx the magic kind of thing and the fear begins fear begins from there you know oh my god now i am into something that is not safe for me not so you know my midwifery teacher wapi always talks about she calls the care you want to provide is quantum care where you are not only looking at the physical attributes but you are also trying to perceive what are her needs and she might not be able to tell you openly but how can you you know dig deeper a little deeper a little deeper in every prenatal appointment so one thing we do is uh, doing a time spiral in first two prenatal appointments we are trying to make a woman tell her story right from her birth if she knows so what were the impressions she got from there and then you will see see she has gathered so many fears or she has gathered some confidence in my case my mother was she walked like one and a half kilometer in her active labor towards the hospital and then you know my mama came and got her into rickshaw and she she almost reached and she almost had me in the corridor of the hospital so that wow. that story always used to give me confidence if my mother could do it if she could walk to the hospital when she was having pretty intense contractions i can do it so right okay. from there and then her school years you know how how she transitioned through her menarche her puberty because many of us have very negative experiences of puberty began and culturally also and uh, you know emotionally also we were going through a lot and uh, this taboo of you know hiding things uh, all about period talking about period was a taboo that kind of thing so all through this we kind of know that there are patterns in the life of women which will repeat so many things that come from our childhood affect a woman you know if she was never able to say no and stand for herself she won't be doing it you cannot expect her to do that in front of doctors because culturally we are always told that uh, don't ask too many questions to neither to our teachers nor to our doctors when you come to know that there are patterns you can help the woman more a medical provider does not have time and energy to do all this and that is why we need a parallel you know support system of doulas midwives even the family members who can do this and the, the person can be the birth partner can attend prenatal classes exactly. appointments be with the um, system uh, the parallel system that you're choosing so that they are on the same page they know what you're going through and they're able to better support when the uh, your midwife your doula is not available then they can better support exactly exactly and then you know as the first trimester passes the woman is now more settled in her pregnancy she's you know going towards this anomaly scan where at 20 weeks you are supposed to see all the parts of the baby and you know if the baby is uh, developing or not and i have seen that that is lot of anxiety inducing for women you know terminate this pregnancy because this 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 are seen and uh, some people go with that some people are like no we will wait and watch and see and they go on to have healthy babies so the margin of error of, of genetic testing of anomaly scans etc is pretty big and sometimes anomalies are not even caught on the scans 
yeah and we are not told when we are sent for these exams that this exam is not 100% right that is not very clearly communicated to you that there's a margin of error exactly in all these ultrasounds there is a huge margin of error so explaining this to the woman is again part of nurturing her making her empowered and after that she's more you know if everything looks okay to the expert she then starts thinking towards the birth etc and now the family is more like yeah eat this eat that that kind of nurturing is going on in at least in indian families which is you know valuable in our setting and when she has a birth educator or doula one part is yes taking you know knowing about what is happening in the hospital what are the interventions how can my uh, increase my chances of normal delivery quote and quote um but the other part is how can i take better care of myself so these two parts we focus on so you know yeah from this i uh, come to um, i think there is also a subtle notion out there although we are giving the mother a lot of uh, good space to be herself she's cherished she's made to feel good uh, given good food and she's cared for at the same time we are still very concerned about the baby and the mother also starts looking at the baby and herself very differently so the concern okay the baby should be fine the baby should be growing the baby is this and that comes from how i can uh, take care of myself of course but emotionally as well as physically should really be the case and also trusting the fact that if you are healthy if you're feeling good then the baby most probably is elaborating on that exactly you know connecting the the mind body connect and the connect of the baby with the mother it comes physically it comes from when woman gives time to herself to at least walk 20 minutes or sit quietly and breathe do something for herself because as a woman we are doing lots of things for all the time you know for others all the pregnant women we don't have the luxury of not having to do anything during our pregnancy no that is not the case most of the women are working they are cooking they are taking care of the family the elders in the family etc everything is happening simultaneously so we cannot you know dissociate one part from other and in all this women are talking to their babies all the time but again you know culturally we have created this need to see that baby to hear that baby's heartbeat and then say whether they are functioning well exactly. or not as against how the mother is functioning so do whatever you like it might be yoga walking swimming or you want to go for a prenatal massage session instead of gifting her clothes and this and that we can gift her you know these passes of okay go get yourself a massage you know i i love this thing of baby shower uh, that my husband's friends did for me when i was in usa and i was pregnant they asked us give us the list what all you need and we will give those things to you and it was so instead sweet. of hoarding all the stuff that everybody gave exactly which may not be required exactly and it was very sweet because somebody gave me um breastfeeding care kit you know with uh, lots of balms and uh, lots of things you know it was such a caring gesture and they were asking me you know what do you feel like eating so in the party we will we will not keep foods 
you have a virgins too <laughs> so that kind of caring gestures going through the prenatal the traditional prenatal care at the hospital and coming back home woman feels i don't know which world is real i don't know whom to trust and that's where the system you build for yourself comes in that support system so when you come back from a prenatal and you have those questions you have somebody who is able to explain to you that even something that looks like it's not right it may just be very physiological and you can do a little changes in your everyday life to be able to get over those tests or the results or the uh, the anything that is stuck on your mind rather yeah. and this is how then we enter the final trimester we are looking at the birth oh now the birth is coming but this is the most vulnerable time where medical system tries to put in so many fears even who says that ultrasounds after 34 weeks are not required they do not improve outcomes because after 34 weeks you hardly can do anything but wait for the natural labor or take out the baby with a c section although i feel that things like having protein rich diet and being more connected doing more meditations lot of breathing pranayams they help at every stage from the beginning till end and through bre- breastfeeding as well you know all your life last trimester ultrasounds they invariably find a fault with the pregnancy or the cord is wrapped around the baby's neck or the fluid is too much or too low or the baby's weight is looking too low or too too high you know baby might be too big or too small all these fears and most of the pregnant women come to me you know in panic that oh doctor said this and she asked me to get admitted next week or she said we can wait only for two weeks before your due date and then we are going to induce or whatever that's where asking questions is so important exactly for example the family has tried to boost her uh, her you know confidence she has done everything she has done she has eaten consciously she has done lot of things you know lot of yoga lot of physical activity all this on the one side and that one prenatal appointment on one side which you know in which doctor says oh the baby's head hasn't come down as it should have been the the baby's head hasn't engaged at 37 or 38 weeks i don't know how it is supposed to engage because sometimes babies engage their heads right in labor active labor sometimes they just come exactly down. so then color shifts from pink it goes gray yes and megha said in one of the episodes that if you tell someone that something will go wrong they will follow you exactly they'll do what this what you're saying exactly in in those cases going back to our own mothers if the stories are not really scary to have that boundary of course going back to our mothers to our family to elderly women and ask them was a cord around the neck ever a problem because they'll tell you exactly there were two cords around the neck the baby was 4 kgs 5 kgs 2.5 2.6 did not get any vaccination came out beautifully was absolutely healthy so the way the cord the head too big all of your questions that you are actually scared into will actually just vanish if you trust and obviously take some birth education <laughs> that that of course is we are always there to advertise ourselves right <laughs> 
and that's important we are in this for a reason it's exactly. not just another business for us right the fasa we keep talking about it we have come in for a need that we've realized wasn't there when we were expecting at least in my case i didn't have that support and this is a this is a calling this is a calling we will we should do yeah. a different podcast episode on worth work as a calling yes. because it cannot be taken yeah. up as a business no. because we never do it like a business because yeah. we involve ourselves in the mother that's what ideally a caregiver should be doing and yeah. if if that is not what you're getting with your uh, educators doulas midwives and doctors then you need to think twice yeah find someone else yeah find someone else always you don't have options if you don't know you have options exactly yeah uh so yeah coming back i have to create this bubble of protection that we talked about last time you know creating your birth space and the people surrounding it they should stop telling scary birth stories to pregnant women you know please you know through this podcast i want to request to everyone who is listening do not throw your negative experiences and fears at a newly pregnant woman or a pregnant woman who is going to give birth and we want to create a nurturing space where she is free to express herself that's why we say you know this privacy is so much important because there will come a point in labor when they are approaching transition they will lose the sense of modesty they will like to throw out all the clothes they have because it's very primal very natural event they would like to you know hug their partners they would like to be intimate with them because it is penultimate expression of your sexuality the reproduction the giving birth the act of giving birth itself so we will talk about actual birth and the nitty gritties in in upcoming episodes for a woman to feel safe to do all this she needs this all the background of nurturing that has been done all all through her pregnancy and now she is she feels she is in a birth space with a supportive team which will understand her needs without she having to fight for it or fighting for your needs in labor is the worst thing that a woman and this is not women centric if you have to fight for your needs in a system that is constantly telling you that something is wrong but you feel everything is all right the mother is the final guide and in that case it becomes very traumatic even if the birth is normal so we are not trying to achieve a normal any kind of birth rather we are trying to have a space where the woman is heard so like you said in one of the lives if a mother thinks that she needs a cesarean and she's very clear and she has all the information about what c section is what it does what are the benefits what are the what are the drawbacks then in that case if she chooses to have a cesarean that's her right coaxing her to do anything that she does not want or her body does not allow is not women centric so what we are trying to approach here is a woman centric approach to birth exactly not looking at women as just the carriers of the babies women are whole human beings whole human beings having their own desires aspirations and their culmination of their spirituality as well she is not sick pregnancy is not a disease so i i think we we can end this episode on this note that nurturing has to come from both the sides from her family surroundings culture society and her care provider 
and should boost her confidence even if she is a high risk woman somebody has to explain what are why are you high risk and how can you try to correct the situation or what can you just do to take better care of yourself that is enough and creating those little rituals that are there in our families little rituals here and there of celebrating mothers and if that's not there mothers can create it for themselves what do they like that's their own little ritual that they create and go from there so that kind of boosts a lot of confidence and also know that however a woman is treated in her birth that is going to affect her relationship with the baby and the partner it's all in one single basket yeah i would like to end on a very very favorite quote of mine if you don't feel like a queen in birth something is not right wow so profound yeah hang on to it <laughs> hang on to it mothers <laughs> there is a field beyond fear where the body is empowered to take on labor and birth to land there it is crucial to take birth education to enroll into our unique labor and birth preparation course reach out to us at www.birthagni.com or scroll through all available prenatal and postnatal preparation classes thank you for listening all in the spirit of birth womanhood and freedom remember you got the bar This podcast is about physiological birth and does not offer or claim to provide medical knowledge or diagnosis.